the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. It has been far too long since I have talked to my friend Dennis Dodd. We have been friends for, I don't know, I haven't done the math on it, probably way more than 20 years. And Dennis and I used to cross paths a lot at major sporting events, and he has been an outstanding reporter, one of the top reporters in college sports for a long, long time at CBSSports.com. And he joins us now to talk about UCLA and USC's edition to the Big Ten, and Dennis, it feels like this one came out of nowhere. They managed to keep this a secret until they were just about ready to announce it. Yeah, it really did, Bruce. Um, I Just going back yesterday and today, started asking people, when, how long has this been going on? And I, it came anywhere from, like, Wednesday when it started bubbling up on campus at, at USC. I just talked to an executive who said he used the word months, and he was directly involved, but you know, to what level. And it's amazing, as you know, and the listeners know, to keep something like this quiet. I mean, that's the thing that, that gets me. Same with Texas, Oklahoma. To keep this blockbuster like this quiet for a period of months is just amazing. It is. And there's an Ohio, you know, at least a little bit of influence on both Pac-12 schools because Mike Bone, the AD at USC, is a former Cincinnati AD, and Martin Jarman. Uh, cut his teeth yeah. at Ohio State under Gene Smith. And, you know, Martin Jarman is a rising star. I know he's branded as such in college athletics. And so uh, let's just get cut to the chase here. In Columbus, Ohio, Dayton, Ohio, where my show airs, people want to know, is this a good thing for Ohio State that the Big Ten has added USC and UCLA? What are the upsides? What are the downsides? Um, yeah, I mean, I think you have to look at the big picture, and I keep coming back to the fact that as things stand right now in 2024, uh, the SEC and Big Ten could stage a legitimate national championship on their own mm-hmm. with those 32 teams. You know, I, I don't think anyone would care if Cincinnati went undefeated. I don't care if anyone would care. Certainly they wouldn't if Boise went undefeated. Um, the only question there would be, okay, what's next with Clemson, Florida State, and Miami? And I don't mean to disparage Cincinnati, but but – it's a, it's a cruel, cruel world out there right now. Um, and, and that's what this comes to. The money the money. Ohio State was going to get paid. Now USC and UCLA are going to get paid 80 to $100 million a year, according to, you know, according to reports. And, you know, let's, you know, Bruce, I, I know you know this. Let's not talk academics here. Let's not talk <laughs> academic fit when we're going across four time zones and kids getting back, to, forget five in the morning, the next day. Yeah. It's going to be two-day road trips, three-day road trips for football games. Well, Dennis, I mean, we have red eyes from L.A., and you can play middle of the week in L.A. and be back <laughs> in time right. for your 8 o'clock class. <laughs> now, you left, exactly the ele- you left the elephant in the room out of the room when you talked about Clemson 
Cincinnati and Miami, uh, there is one school that I think you'd seemingly have to have to be a part of a breakaway from the NCAA, and that school is the Fighting Irish. Uh, They've always said no. They've dated but never married. Does this force them to marry? Yeah, I don't know. I think that's one of the big questions because I think their only option here if they choose is the Big Ten. Um, Them going to the ACC is not going to increase that pro rata. In other words, the amount of money those schools get, um, you know, annually for their media rights, even with the addition of Notre Dame, it's not going to even approach what the Big Ten and, um, you know, and the SEC are getting now. So I think the only play for them is, is the Big Ten. And now, you know, they value their independence a big part because of their ability to, to make their own schedule. It's a pretty diverse schedule if you're in the if you're in the Big Ten. It is, um, you know, and and are they priced out of the market if they do stay independent and get that? I don't I don't even know what the the number is for, from NBC right now, but I think that this is the this is the point. This is the inflection point where they have to make that decision um, or not, or keep going independent for the next few years. Dennis Dodds of CBS Sports is our guest, and you can follow Dennis on Twitter at Dennis Dodds CBS. So, one of my first thoughts was the secrecy of this. Do you think they gave the Rose Bowl, which has been extremely loyal to these two conferences, Pac 12 and Big 10? over the years, extremely loyal. Do you think they gave the Rose Bowl a heads up? Because I don't think the guys who run the Rose Bowl can be happy about this because in my no. view, they lost access. Their percentage their percentage chance of getting USC or UCLA in the Rose Bowl as the, as the Big Ten champion went down dramatically from their chance of getting them as the Pac-12 champion. Well, just consider the fact there may not even be a Pac-12. Yeah, you know the, the the partnerships with the Big Ten and Pac-12 and the, whatever the playoff looks like, but there may not even be a Pac-12. I, I wrote about that last night, where I looked it up. Now with USC and UCLA and the Big Ten, sixteen of the last nineteen um, Rose Bowls have, have included those fourteen or those sixteen teams in the Big Ten. USC and UCLA have played in forty-six of the hundred and eight Rose Bowls. I mean, they are the foundational piece of what the Rose Bowl has become. That being said, the granddaddy of them all is on life support. I yeah. mean, I don't think it's ever going to be the same. And the first question you have to ask, you know, uh, is, is there going to be a Pac-12 to populate one side of that, you know, one side of that thing? And don't forget, the Pac-12 voted against the pl- uh, expansion of the playoff in large part because of those Rose Bowl concerns. Yeah. Well, that's really secondary or tertiary right now. And in answer to your question... That's one I hadn't thought of. You know, did did they get wind of this? Were they included in this? That's a heck of a question because I would have loved to have been in that call or that room mm. where they're basically chopping off the, the Rose Bowl to me. Yeah, if you want a column today, second day follow column <laughs> on who's really ticked off, uh, that's, I'd call the Rose House. I mean, that's the first place I'd call. Yep. I'm not telling you how to do your job because you know how to do it. Dennis Dodd, CBS Sports, our guest. Follow Dennis on Twitter at Dennis Dodd, CBS. Did Ohio State's chances of winning a national championship in football get better or worse yesterday with USC and Lincoln Riley added to the Big Ten? I'm talking over the next 10 years. Oh, I think it's the same. 
I mean, look, whether that, this had happened or not, with expansion, which you have to assume, I guess, now until further notice, there's going to be expansion in 26 to at least 12 teams. The possibility always existed that uh, teams in the SEC or Big Ten could conceivably get in at 10 and 2 or even 9 and 3. Um, this shores up the strength of schedule at, for the Big 12, not that they needed it. And look, everybody can't play USC and UCLA at once. And, and really, it's USC. UCLA is still struggling to get back to where they were. Um, you know, they're. There's gonna be uh, there's gonna be some Rutgers USC games, you know. Just I can't know, wait like for it. There, nothing that. says tradition yeah. like Rutgers and right. USC, Dennis. Yeah, some some UCLA Purdue games or whatever. I mean, they're not all gonna be these glory games, but they do add <laughs> value to the entire package for the TV networks. I mean, that's yeah. what this is all about. Let's not forget. So I, I don't think it changes that much. There will be, you know, years when. Uh, the schedule is tougher than than other years. I mean, last year, you know, the last two years, Ohio State had Oregon on the schedule. One got wiped out because of COVID. Yeah, you know, that was that was a pretty tough schedule overall. When you add in the Big Ten, so I don't know if you add in uh, add in these two, it changes the strength of schedule appreciably. All right. So, final question. I've got about a minute left. If you were the if you were the guy in charge of this, and you're in the Big Ten, would they rather have UCLA and USC? Or would they rather have had Texas and Oklahoma? They just got axed out of that opportunity by the SEC being a one step ahead of them. Well, I think you have your answer. This this was uh, at the end of the day an answer to Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah. So the answer is yes, they would have rather had Texas and Oklahoma. Um, you know, bigger brands, slightly bigger brands, I would say, um, at least. And this was the only play they had left, maybe short of Notre Dame. So, yeah, I mean, it was, from what I was told, it was, uh, you know, it was Fox getting involved, no, not surprisingly, with USC and then, you know, UCLA, who's the next, the other team going to be? Uh, UCLA came along and they get the LA market and that's pretty good. So, no, I, I, I think this is just an answer, not quite as big maybe as Texas and Oklahoma, but seismic when you consider what it's done to the college football landscape. My friend, it's always great to talk to you. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time today. Be well. First can't wait to see you this fall. Thanks. There you go. Dennis Dodd, CBS Sports. So the honchos at OSU held a press conference this morning at 8 a.m. to talk about USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten. That was approved unanimously by the Big Ten honchos last night. And is there something about a press conference in the presence of a microphone that induces people to lie? I mean, I don't do press conferences. I do radio shows. I have a microphone in front of me. Uh, It doesn't induce me to lie. But it certainly appears to have had that effect on Ohio State Athletic Director Gene Smith, who said this about the Big Ten adding USC and UCLA, neither of which is any closer than at least a 1,000 miles to the nearest Big Ten member, which is Nebraska, which is, how many miles is Lincoln, Nebraska from Columbus? That's a hike, too. Uh, Here's Geno's quote. This had nothing to do 
with Texas and Oklahoma, he means joining the Southeastern Conference, or us setting up mega conferences for the future. This was about what the Big Ten needed, our marketing and media rights opportunities, along with the relationship with two institutions that fit us were too good to pass up. Now, what this is, is, as Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports just told you, as I told you, as our first caller Chris told you, this is the best counter move to the SEC being visionary enough to add Oklahoma and Texas figuratively ripping the tablecloth out from under the Big Ten's state dinner uh, while they fiddled and did nothing and had no idea that the SEC was approaching Texas and Oklahoma. They would, the Big Ten, decidedly rather have Texas and Oklahoma. Geographically, they fit. They are both huge land-grant universities. They are schools that have a storied history with Nebraska, if not with any other Big Ten schools. And it's a lot easier to have divisional play and send your volleyball team and your soccer team and baseball team to Austin, Texas and Norman, Oklahoma than it is to send them to Los Angeles, California. I remember when the Big Ten added Penn State and the athletic directors were not looped in on that. That was a move done by the Big Ten presidents for academic reasons. See, there's this thing you've never heard of, but it is a big, big, big factor to the eggheads in academics called the Association of American Universities. The Association of American Universities fancy themselves to be the upper crust of all colleges out there. And a lot of them are big land-grant universities. And a lot of them, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of them are Big Ten schools. When they added Penn State, it was because Penn State wasn't because of athletics, wasn't because of sports. No, we can't say that. That's the tail wagging the academic dog. They said they added Penn State because it fit the profile of huge land-grant universities like the rest of the Big Ten, and that's what they said when they added Nebraska. Now, at least, they're not even attempting to get away with that lie again. As Gene Smith said, this was about what the Big Ten needed, our marketing and media rights opportunities. They hope to sign a billion-dollar TV contract. Amazon may be interested in streaming Big Ten games. NBC may be interested in getting in. Fox and ESPN are already in with the Big Ten. So this is about the money. And I don't have a problem with that if you just say it's about the money. So they kind of sort of said this, but they won't admit that they were caught sleeping at the switch when Texas and Oklahoma were added to the Southeastern Conference. Is this the end? There's no chance this is the end. Because right now the Pac-12 has 10 schools. It's enough for a league, but it's like building a fence without sinking any posts in the ground. I mean, the Pac-12 is going to collapse. There is no answer for the Pac-12. This is checkmate. The Pac-12 is headquartered in Los Angeles, figuratively, if not literally. USC is the linchpin of the Pac-12. They are to the Pac-12 what Ohio State is to the Big Ten. Imagine if Ohio State left the Big Ten, what that would do to the Big Ten. Imagine what it would do to the SEC if Alabama left the SEC. 
that's just part and parcel of who that league is, is their top members, and USC, and to a lesser extent, but still to an extent, UCLA was that in the Pac-12. So the president of Ohio State today, Christina Johnson, who, by the way, is a Stanford grad and played, uh, I think she's a field hockey player at Stanford. Uh, She was asked today if this is the end of college league realignment. She said, I'd be surprised if this is the last move made nationally, but it's too soon to tell. It's decidedly not going to be the last move nationally because all 10 of those Pac-12 schools are looking for a ship that is not sinking. They are running from a sinking ship. And where they'll go, I don't know. Some of them will run to the Big 12, I'm sure. Probably Colorado, probably Utah. They'll run to the Big 12. Big 12 will definitely be out looking to poach teams right now. Could the Big 10 add anyone else? Would they want anyone else? Well... This is first and foremost about money, which is first and foremost about TV, which is first and foremost about market size. So you tell me, would Seattle be an attractive TV market for the Big Ten? Would Phoenix be an attractive TV market for the Big Ten? I felt all along the Big Ten ought to be looking in the aftermath of S- of the SEC taking Texas and Oklahoma. I thought all along the Big Ten ought to be looking at Arizona and Arizona State. Both are, well, they're not Rutgers in football. They're both, Arizona's really good at basketball. Arizona State's really good at sports that don't make any money, like baseball. But those two schools are attractive because of the TV market. And if you're the Big Ten and you want to dismiss, diminish, get away with, put off to the side the problem of midweek travel to L.A., well, what do you do? You come up with two divisions of teams that never play each other until the championship game of your conference. So if the Big Ten were to add Arizona State... And Arizona, well, that would get them to 18. And then USC and UCLA would somebody have in, in their own time zone to play with. And if they added Oregon, wait a minute. Yeah, if they added Oregon and Washington, Oregon because almost it's hard to say no to the Nike guy. Phil Knight, the Nike guy, the Oregon guy. And Oregon's pretty good at everything. You add Oregon and you add Washington. Say, well, don't you have to add Oregon State? Don't you have to add Washington State? No. No. Bad enough you have to go to Piscataway, New Jersey. You do not want to have to go to Pullman, Washington. On the Palouse, out in the mountains. No thanks. So we did an hour on that. That's a lot more sports than I've done in two years total. But the Buckeyes wag the dog here in central Ohio. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.